This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where the Lakers just got Westbrooked. Westbricked, Westbrooked. They've done it again. They've lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 2-6 and six on the year. They're only two wins coming against, you guessed it, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I don't typically do this. I don't typically do instant reaction podcasts, especially not solo. But I have a feeling a lot of Lakers fans out there are feeling like they want to vent their frustrations out. And honestly, this is probably more therapeutic for me than it is for uh, the fans right now eating up this podcast, this solo podcast by yours truly. Uh, Yeah, welcome to the Lakers Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hernandez. I am not joined by my co-hosts, Tommy Alexander and Alan Riley, because they unfortunately were at the Oklahoma City game tonight against... Yeah, they unfortunately were at Staples Center tonight to witness that debacle. And this is like the second or third time this season that I've uttered to myself... This is one of the most embarrassing losses that I've witnessed as a Lakers fan. And I know this is going to sound like overreaction. The Lakers are 5-4, and four, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at the context surrounding this game, and obviously we're burying the lead here with LeBron James having an abdominal injury that's going to keep him out for the next one to two weeks or so. But if you look at that context, the fact that the Lakers knew coming into this game that they would be without LeBron James for the foreseeable future. Their next stretch after this Oklahoma City Thunder game are going to feature a slew of teams that are actually competitive and vying for the playoffs in the Portland Trailblazers. Now, I know they've been struggling, but they still have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and that's a very due Damian Lillard who's been unable to hit his shot. You know he's going to hit his shot, and he's been much better at home than on the road this season, even with how poorly he's been shooting everywhere. So they're going to play the Blazers next. They're going to play the Charlotte Hornets next. And then they're going to play the Miami Heat after that. So those are three playoff teams. This was the game against Oklahoma City that the Lakers had to have, and they once again blew it. They blew a 26-point lead in OKC last week. Tonight, they blow a 19-point lead at home. You put that all into context... Along with the fact that, again, LeBron James is not going to be there for these competitive games. For the Lakers to lack that sense of urgency is just mind-boggling to me. And it's early in the season. People are going to say we're overreacting. But at this point, it is very concerning 
the lack of mental focus and fortitude that this team has. I know there are a lot of things going on that they have to deal with on the fly. Injuries, rotational issues, Avery Bradley coming in at the last second, Frank Vogel still working out his rotations as guys come back. But the whole league has to deal with that, you know? This is a veteran team. If anybody's supposed to hold up, it's supposed to be this team with all the veterans who've been there before, who've seen every situation. And so let's start here. Russell Westbrook. Look, this loss is largely on him. It's a little bit on Vogel, too. It's on the Lakers' terrible defense at the end there, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vogel playing DeAndre Jordan. Vogel continuing to play Rondo and Westbrook together. Yada, yada. But by and large... This loss was on Russell Westbrook, especially in the fourth quarter. The only good thing that I can probably say about Westbrook to close is him hitting his free throws at the end. But tonight is a prime example of why a lot of pundits are worried about the Lakers in the playoffs. It's because of Russell Westbrook's decision-making late, whether that be with turnovers, poor shot selection, or just mental lapses on defense, which you saw in a very, very brash way when he, for some inexplicable reason, decided to triple-team Shea Gilgis and leave Lou Dort wide open on the baseline to cut for an open dunk. And, I mean, how, how could you let that happen? And then the next play down, Carmelo Anthony has been hot all night. He's been hitting clutch threes. The, the prior play before, you made it a prime priority to find Carmelo Anthony for the three-point shot, and you were very patient about it. You played the game the right way that last possession. What's the point of doing that if the very next play down, you decide to play hero ball, keep the, keep the ball to yourself, just dribble it almost like it was a premeditated shot, and jack up a 34-footer? Granted, I know Russell Westbrook had hit three-pointers up until that point, but that was so unnecessary. Find Carmelo Anthony. Let's live and die on Carmelo Anthony at that point, you know? So we kind of saw the worst of Russell Westbrook in full display in those last three minutes, and man, it was kind of scary, you know? I think the biggest thing also that's pervading this Lakers team is and, and it's something that I really don't like and that's sort of um, irking me is the bravado that they seem to put off still. It's very posery. It reminds me a lot of the grid and grind Clippers and I don't like it one bit, you know? We haven't earned anything yet. Yes, we're a bunch of, we're a team with a bunch of Hall of Famers and I don't know if that's why they're putting on such a front but all this talk about, you know, doing whatever's needed to win a championship, sacrificing, et cetera, et cetera, I think it's taken a back seat to a lot of these guys, big personalities and prima donna personalities feeling entitled. We haven't won anything yet. We can't let the foot off the gas pedal against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Clearly we can't. We've, we've lost two times to them already. All of our losses except for the Suns game we had double-digit leads in, and we just dropped the ball. And it's so frustrating. We're 5-4, and four, but we should be probably... We should be 7-2. and two. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling right now, but I, I think 
you know, I, I hearken back to LeBron's words during that championship season, 2019-20, where he continually reiterated that the Lakers can't just talk about it, they got to be about it. And this team puts up a good front. They like to puff their chest out a lot. They talk a lot. They celebrate a lot. But when it comes to sustained and consistent effort, it's just not there right now. It's very fickle. The focus isn't there. This is the easy part of our schedule, and we're totally dropping the ball. It's very conceivable that we lose our next three games and go on a four-game losing streak. This game of all games should have been our revenge game. It's embarrassing to think about how we ended the last game against the Oklahoma City Thunder with Russell Westbrook yapping at Darius Baisley for not playing the game the right way. For running up the score and throwing down that open dunk. I thought that that meant message received, watch your back for next time. Apparently that was all for show because the Lakers did the exact same thing that they did against the Oklahoma City Thunder last week. They had a 19-point lead. They had, I think, two other 10-point leads even after that that dissipated as quickly as it came. And I hate that this is the Lakers' identity. Okay, they can run up the score on you pretty quickly, but in the next two minutes, you can get that score right back and actually get the lead as well. So... And again, maybe it's not a lack of focus. Maybe this is who this team is and they have to fix it now while they still can, you know? We brought in Russell Westbrook for the exact purpose of stemming the tide with LeBron James out. Now, for a large majority of of this game, he did that. But when it mattered and when it counted... He absolutely fizzled out. And I have no doubt that maybe he'll respond the next game pretty well. But it's just concerning that in late game situations, you don't feel comfortable. You feel very rickety about what Russell Westbrook's going to do. So, you know, why don't we take it to break? And when we come back, I'll try and see if I've collected myself enough to be a little bit more coherent about where where I want to go. But honestly, maybe you just want to hear me go off the top and rant and just bemoan what I just witnessed and, and, you know, a Thursday night that we all just wasted together. But yeah, let's take it to break. All right, so I'm back. Are there any positives from this game? Well, I guess it's the fact that Anthony Davis continues to be a beast. I mean, 29 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal, 11 of 20 from the field. The biggest silver lining here is that it seems like we once again avoided another our season is over injury from Anthony Davis. It seems like it's just a thumb sprain, so I'll hold fast to that positive. Um, Carmelo Anthony, 5 of 10 from 3. 21 points, 6 rebounds, somehow still getting defensive stats, 2 steals, 1 block. He's still on pace to hit like 281 threes this season. It's it's crazy. 
we had this type of performance from Staples Mellow, and we squandered it. Russell Westbrook squandered it. He was like 9 for 16 at one point. Ended the game 10 of 23. So my fast math says he ended the game 1 for 7. Ugh, four turnovers by Westbrook. That turnover at the end where he was trying to Euro step and, he, and the ball just slipped from his hands. It's like, this is the problem with, I guess, trying to be this frenetic, devilish, fast-paced team. You got to rein Russell Westbrook in. That's a late-game situation. I understand he was trying to gain the advantage in transition, but... Man, sometimes you need to be a little bit more judicious, and that was just not the right time for that, especially with Melo, you know, hot. And um, Dwight Howard, only eight minutes. Like, the time that he was actually in the game, he was so dynamic. He changed the tenor and tone for us defensively. Meanwhile, you commit these minutes to DeAndre Jordan, 14 minutes, 1.3 rebounds, and it's just such a waste. Dwight Howard's the one who should have 14 minutes. Heck, he should have all the traditional center minutes. He should have had 22 minutes tonight. Maybe it would have stopped the bleeding. Frank's rotations were insane. I mean, I understand. He's trying to figure things out. It's tough. Like, guys are coming in and out. He had to incorporate, you know, Wayne Ellington somehow. Um, but there was a unit in the fourth quarter where Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony weren't in the game, and it was just sort of inexplicable. Um, okay, here's a positive. Austin Reeves. I mean, the dude has balls. He is fearless, and he is strong, and he's tough, and it's just it's nice to see someone out there competing. And that 1-3 he hit in the fourth quarter was absolutely huge. This dude has cojones, and man, he has to play more. He has to be more of a permanent fixture on this roster um what else Avery Bradley was a positive again I mean he had another clutch shot in the fourth quarter uh nine points 407 from the field was the only one who was trying to really you know muck it up with Shea Gilgis um but overall it was just too inconsistent an effort especially on defense by the Lakers in the fourth quarter where it just seemed like a rim protection Anthony Davis cannot do it all by himself and guys were just taking it to us in the paint that logo shot by Shea Gilgis was just so ridiculous if he had missed that shot but he didn't you know the basketball gods maybe it's that's it's uh basketball gods thing the basketball gods rewarded the Oklahoma City Thunder for pushing for fighting and once again took the win from the Lakers because they were lackadaisical lacked a sense of urgency, and so that Shea Gilgis-Alexander shot, that logo shot, that FU shot, it went in for them, right? rightfully so. But man, this team is so frustrating. You know, if you listen to, to my last podcast with Alan, I asked him to describe this Lakers season and give me three words to describe this season. He started it off by saying maddening, frustrating, and then he got a little positive and said dynamic. Well, guess what? Tonight's win was maddening, frustrating, and embarrassing once again. I hate to have to use that word for this Lakers team. I know. We're going to look back on this podcast, and you're going to retweet it in my face and say, man, you were overreacting. Maybe I am, but honestly, the vibe of this team currently, the way we started this season, the way we started preseason not taking it seriously, 
it's all coming to a head. I hope we learn somehow. I keep saying, okay, this loss, what's happened here? The Lakers will finally learn and they will trigger themselves back to the middle. This will center them. It hasn't happened yet. At what point are we going to have a come-to-Jesus moment? We're 5-4 and four on a very, very light schedule. All of our losses, save for the Phoenix Suns game, we had double-digit leads in the second half. The Oklahoma City Thunder outscored us 35-24 to 24 this game in the fourth quarter. <sighs> we didn't even turn the ball over that much this game. So, I mean, that's the most disappointing part. Our turnovers came, I mean, the Russell Westbrook turnover came at the worst possible time. We were trying to tie the game up or get the lead, I forget. But... 41% from the field is just so uncharacteristic for us. We're second in the league in field goal percentage, and to have a 41% sort of game, I mean, Oklahoma City, they are not a defensive team. These, uh, You know, for as well as Melo played tonight, you know, him yucking it up and puffing his chest out against Dort, whatever squabble they were having was just kind of indicative of how this season has played out and Kind of indicative of this this rivalry with Oklahoma City Thunder this season where we're talking too much, we're yapping too much. Instead of bearing down and taking care of business. Yeah, I don't know. This was this was a really, really disappointing loss. I can only imagine what it felt like for Tommy and Allen to watch this game live and come out of it just bewildered. Alan, Tommy, and I are going to be at the game on Monday against the Charlotte Hornets. I'm still excited to go, I guess. I'm excited to watch Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball play. But honestly, I would not be surprised if the Lakers lose. At this point, I don't see how we win against a more established, more disciplined team. It's sad that I have to say that there are teams who just came together like the Lakers and are more disciplined than us. As much of a veteran as Russell Westbrook is, as much as I like his character, as much as I love his drive and his passion for L.A., his style of play throughout the years has kind of been characterized by a wild, out-of-control lack of discipline sometimes, especially late. And again, I really hope this doesn't bite us in the playoffs when it matters the most. But it's already bitten us late in games, in regular season games, against teams that don't mean anything. Although, I guess, don't tell that to the Oklahoma City Thunder because they are 2-0 and against us. If they played the Lakers this entire season, they would be 82-0, and probably. I mean, they're on pace to be 82-0. and um, There are only two wins, again, coming against the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't want to be this team that just talks about it, that just yells in people's faces, that has the you know, silly celebrations, but no substance to back any of that up. If you listen to my last podcast, which you should listen to, it was just a day ago with Alan. I talked about how my biggest worry is that the Lakers are a 2K team that's all style, no substance, all flash, but where's the sense of urgency? Where's the winning mentality? Where's the Mamba mentality, right? Yeah. Hey, but at least Anthony Davis continues to have that trend where he falls to the ground and then a minute later 
he rubs some dirt on his wounds and is smiling and cracking up like, oh God, I don't know how we're going to survive the rest of the season with games like those, but at least he's healthy and at least he's continuing to be dominant. I mean, LeBron James, get well soon, I guess. I hope we can turn this thing around, but yeah, this is really frustrating. As positive as I have been, I couldn't keep it up tonight. So anyways, I hope that was cathartic for people. But I don't plan on wasting the rest of my night talking about this Lakers team. So with that said, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next time. Please stop playing DeAndre Jordan. Okay, thank you. Catch you guys later.